Welcome back to the Good Earth Podcast. This is Abby with Christians on Campus, and we're excited to be back with episode 67, the eighth episode of our series, I Will Build My Church. As we've been going through the topic of God building his church, we have also been able to open up many aspects of who God is. Did you know that God is a speaking God? All throughout the Bible, we can see the many ways that God speaks to man and speaks through man. Have you ever considered that God can speak to you and speak through you? How does this happen? Stay tuned to hear John Michael explain to us the purpose of prophecy. We can start with prayer. Amen, Lord. Lord, thank you for bringing us here today. Lord, thank you for your word. Oh, Lord, just wash us in your precious blood, Lord. Lord, we want your presence right here. Lord, we come to you right now. Lord, speak to us. Lord, thank you. You are the word. Amen. So last week, I wasn't here last week, but I did listen to uh, the Bible study. I got a recap that way. So Jake spoke a little bit about us functioning as members of the body. And uh, he, he mentioned that as members of the body, some are greater, some are lesser, but all are important and all are, all are needed. And some have gifts. Well, we all have a certain gift, but we all have certain ways that we can all function. And he mentioned two things. Does anyone remember what those two things were? Praying and speaking. Awesome. A plus for Brittany. <laughs> all right, today we're going to talk about speaking. So we have a speaking God. Our God is a God who speaks. And John 1.1 1, 1 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So God is the Word. And have you ever thought how God created us with the ability to speak? He created us with the ability to comprehend language. Complex language. The English language, you know, there's a lot of complex rules and Grammar, syntax. So he created us with the ability to understand language so that he could speak to us. So he could unveil all that he is to us. How does God speak to us? He's speaking today is actually different than how he spoke in the Old or in the Old Testament. There's a difference. So can we all turn to Hebrews 1.1? 1, 1. And before you turn, uh, look at me. So we're going to read 1.1 1, 1 and 1.2, 1, but I don't want you to look at 2 yet. Okay, <laughs> Hebrews 1.1. 1, 1. God, having spoken of old in many portions and in many ways to the fathers in the prophets. So it says, having spoken of old. So how we, how we used to speak. In many portions, many different times, in many ways to the fathers, in the prophets. So God spoke using the prophets. God initially spoke to bring the universe into existence. He spoke when he created the heavens and the earth. He spoke in forming man from the dust of the ground. And then, after God's creation, his speaking became a little sparse. There's actually 
after God's creation, there's a lot of, you could say, narration or history of what's stories. But God did speak to a little to Noah. He spoke a little bit to Abraham. But then came a man who God really put his spirit upon and designated him to be a speaker for himself. Does anyone know or want to guess who this, who this is? Jesus. Moses. Correct. Moses even, even wrote the first five books of the Bible. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. Genesis. So Moses wrote Genesis. Moses was not alive. Actually, no human being was alive when the earth was created. So how could, you know, you couldn't even say that the story of creation was passed down from Adam because even Adam wasn't alive when the earth was created. You ever think about that? And so Moses had to have written this from the speaking that he got from the Spirit. Okay, so Moses was really used by the Lord to speak for the children of Israel. But the children of Israel became, they, they multiplied. And they became a very vast and large number of people. And we get to Numbers 11. And can we turn to chapter 11, verses 25 to 29? And at this point, the children of Israel are in the wilderness. And it says there's 600,000 of them, of the children of Israel. If you think about that, 600,000. I had, to read, I had to read that twice because originally I read that and I just skimmed over that and I thought 6,000. But I looked again, 600,000. That's a lot of people. And Moses had to speak to all of them. And so this burden, this weight of having to speak to all these people is becoming kind of a burdensome or heavy. And so God does something. And so if we turn, if we turn to those verses, verse 25, through 29, and I'll read. It says, And Jehovah came down in the cloud and spoke to him. This is Moses. And he took of the spirit who was upon him and put him, the spirit, upon the 70 elders. And when the spirit rested upon them, they prophesied, but they did not do so again. And so, first thing I want to talk about, we'll pause there, is this word, Prophesied. Hi, Michaela. This word prophesied or prophesy. I'm going to write it down. What does it mean to prophesy? Does anyone want to take a shot? How do you spell it? Wait. To express God. Good. Do you have any else? To speak on behalf of the Lord. That's really good. Speak on the future. On the future. That's a good one because that's what a lot of people, uh, that's a very common concept of what it means to prophesy, is to tell the future. And telling the future can be a part of prophesying. To prophesy is actually really simply to speak for God. God speaks to you, and you speak God to others. You speak to others what God has spoken 
to you. And so in the Old Testament, there are, there are many prophets, and they prophesy much. And they do, at certain times, they foretell the future because God has given them what to say in terms of the future. But actually, most of the time, that's not involved. Most of the time, their prophesying is just speaking to God's people what God has spoken to them, not in regards to the future. Okay. I'll write down the definition now. To speak for God. All right, let's continue. Verse 26. But two men had remained in the camp. The name of one was Eldad, so there's Eldad, and the name of other, Medad, Medad. And the Spirit rested upon them. Now they were among those who were registered, but they had not gone out to the tent. And they prophesied in the camp. So the Spirit, God, the Spirit, rested upon these two men. Eldad and Medad. Okay. And a certain young man, don't know who this young man was, ran and told Moses and said, Eldad and Medad are prophesying in the camp. And it says, And Joshua, the son of Nun, the attendant of Moses, Moses' attendant, you guys have heard of Joshua before? It's a popular name in the Bible. One of his chosen men answered and said, My Lord Moses, restrain them. They're prophesying in the camp. Do something about this. But this is the Spirit resting upon them. So God the Spirit is resting upon these two men. They're prophesying. And then Josh comes in. Moses, only you're supposed to prophesy. you got to stop this. Anyways. Next verse. But Moses said to him, Are you jealous for my sake? Oh, that all Jehovah's people were prophets that Jehovah would put his spirit upon them. So Moses, speaking for God, says, Oh, that all Jehovah's people were prophets. So we can see, just in this little passage here, kind of the middle of a story, that God desires that eventually, this is almost kind of a prophecy in itself, that all of God's people, that's us, would be prophets. That we would all prophesy. Amen. That, amen. <laughs> that we would all speak for God. God wants us all to speak for Him. Okay, so how does this happen? Now we come to Hebrews chapter 1, verse 2. So now, now let's go back to Hebrews, and now you are free to look at verse 2. How does this look in the New Testament? You guys get it? Everyone there? Okay, I'll, re I'll reread verse 1. It says, God, having spoken of old in many portions and in many ways to the fathers and the prophets, has at the last of these days spoken to us in the Son. In the last of these days, He is speaking to us in the Son. So, John 1.1, says, in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. John 1.14 says, and the Word, tabernacle, became flesh 
and tabernacled among us. So God became, God the Word became a man. And in this man, God spoke. But then this man was crucified and died and resurrected, and now he's in the heavens. So now what? Now we just have the Bible until the end of time, right? No? So, something's got to happen here. Okay. Is God done speaking? No, he's not done speaking. God, sorry, Jesus says, 1 Corinthians 15.45 says, The last Adam, or Jesus, became a life-giving spirit. So, spirit in the old, who was upon Moses, now Jesus, God, the man God spoke through, the man God is still speaking through, became a life-giving spirit. We have a spirit. We have, been, have we been joined to the Lord? We have been joined to the Lord. When you believe in the Lord, you and the Lord become joined. And we become one spirit with the Lord. So, God the Spirit is one with our spirit. The Son is one with our spirit. Actually, this is really cool because we've been talking about the church. And we learned five, six weeks ago about the increase of Christ. So Christ, the Son, who was a man, was his life was encapsulated in this seed, this grain of wheat. And this grain of wheat needed to die. So what could happen? So the life could be what? Released, increased, duplicated, multiplied in us. So the Son today has been multiplied in all of us. And God, in these last days, is speaking through the Son. So because we have a spirit, because we are joined to the Lord and we are one spirit with Him, God, through the Son, in us, is able to speak. And this is how God is speaking today. We see that? Isn't that cool? Okay. So I want to finish with one more main point. And so let's turn to 1 Corinthians 14, 26. God is speaking in the Son. The Son is in us, in our spirit. What then, brothers? What then? Whenever you come together, each one has. This is important. Each one has. From the greatest member to the least member. From the eye to the toenail, each one has. And all these things, song, teaching, revelation, tongue, interpretation, what all these have to do with? Speaking. All these have to do with speaking. And then he says, let all things be done for building up. Building up of what? The church. And then we'll finish with 1 Corinthians 14, early, earlier in the chapter, verses 3 and 4. And I can read these to send us off. But he who prophesies speaks, building up, and encouragement, and consolation to men. He who speaks in a tongue builds himself up. 
sorry, builds up himself. But he who prophesies, what does prophesy mean? Speak for God. He who speaks for God builds up the church. So let us build up the church. You want to be a church builder? Do you want the Lord to come back? We need to speak for God. Everybody end with prayer. Oh, Lord. Lord, we want to be ones who speak for you. Oh, Lord. You desire that we all would be prophets. You desire that we all would prophesy. Lord, teach us how to be prophets. Lord, teach us how to speak for you. Lord, we just say we're short. Lord, we need your help and we need your training. Oh, Lord, teach us. Lord, we're open. Lord, we, we see this and now we want to practice it. Isn't it wonderful that God created us with the ability to speak? Because God wants us to speak for him, he has uniquely created us with the capacity to do so. In the Old Testament, God spoke through the prophets. Today, we can also speak for God. This is not something that only a few special believers are able to do. Because we are believers and we are joined to the Lord as one spirit with him, we can all prophesy. We see in 1 Corinthians that each one has something that they can speak and that this is for the building up of the church. Our prophesying isn't just telling the future, but is speaking forth God. May we all become ones who would prophesy for the building up of the church. Join us next week to see the continuation of this series right here on the Good Earth Podcast.